Alright. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the season finale of the Psych Ward Podcast. Today, I have with me a guest, and it's the first guest I've had in damn near like seven episodes. And that is a longtime friend of mine, Sebastian Hall. Sebastian, say hello to the people. What's up, y'all? Alright, today, me and Sebastian is going to go over a couple brief topics. But first, I'm going to let Sebastian try and introduce himself. And he's going to tell you some things about himself, and then we'll come back. Alright, so as he said, my name is Sebastian Hall. I'm uh, from pretty much the same area he's from. <clears throat> I'm in college right now for criminal justice, um, looking into forward in that career to potentially be a state prosecutor, eventually. Hopefully. Prosecutors. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. But, anyhow... That's been a little one dream of mine. In fact, I actually first met him when we were both on opposing debate teams, and I uh, presented the wrong argument side. That was great. I'm not gonna lie. The I think the funniest thing <laughs> is when you sit there and you prepare an entire speech against your opponent, and they go before you, and you're worried that they're gonna have a good speech, and then their speech just turns out to be them arguing on your side. See. The thing is, my speech was a good speech. It was just like, oh, I'm actually doing the pro sign on accident. I remember. I did sit there for a second. I was like, damn, let me let me write that down. Add it to my speech. I was like, this is going to be the fattest hell I've ever Because I do remember standing up and just being like, like you said. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh. Debate is that's why debate was fun. It's cause you could you could like check people like that. I remember one time this guy we were arguing uh how technology affects man and obviously it's public forum. For those who might not know anything about high school debate, public forum is basically we're debating facts and policy. There's not room for usually emotional arguments or emotional arguments or moral arguments. We're arguing usually like I said, facts and policies. But they started their speech off with a quote that was basically saying that anything made by the hands of man is just like them trying to imitate God. And then they kept quoting it throughout the entire speech. So the only thing I did when I like went to counter-argument or counter-fire is I basically said, first of all, the entire basis of your speech is wrong because you keep quoting that thing and how can we say the moral standard is God when this is public forum and we're not supposed to talk. We're not, it's not, we're not supposed to talk about morals. We're not supposed to base our arguments on morals you're supposed to have facts to support your argument and i was like you kept like you kept like repeating that quote as a way to reinforce your argument but your entire argument kind of falls when it's based off of an ideology that not everyone is going to agree with anyways like you're saying oh you're cheating god well what if he doesn't believe in god what's he cheating yeah it's kind of it's not it's not that the format basically like doesn't take those points and things into consideration. It's that in a formal setting on a, like a debate stage, if you are going to argue that you need to have it being supported by like some type of argument and or process. Cuz I feel like I feel like there 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 have been like uh there were public forum topics that had more to do with like slightly moral standards, but it was kind of like how should we deal with the effects of this moral decision? So the decision is made, and then it's basically saying, what can we do logically to make this not as bad of a decision that we have made? But debate was really weird. I say one thing debate taught me, I don't, I don't know about you, but it was, like, there, there's a certain style of discipline to it. Mm-hmm. 
I say this to <laughs> I say this to a lot of people, but you ever remember walking to a school cafeteria during a competition and seeing like forty kids just all looking at walls talking to themselves? Like you would think you walked into a mental asylum and just saw a bunch of patients. But that actually helped it. It's like a discipline. It helps you get your speaking form. It helps you get, like, how you present yourself and talk to people, like, your movements. Yeah, I, I was one of the people to notice that. But if you remember me back in the day, <laughs> I'd come over to all your schools. I, I'd be chopping it over everybody. Sebastian, would. Sebastian would talk shit to my teammates because we played Magic. And I wanted y'all to play Yu-Gi-Oh. I remember Yo, that. Yu-Gi-Oh I was the better game. Even though Yu-Gi-Oh not a better game. Alright, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, I first met him <clears throat> through debate and we eventually got reacquainted through a uh video game. <laughs> oh yeah. Slash, another what was it four? Yeah, another world of trash. <laughs> I don't get no, I I I say trash cause I love the game. I, I say trash in a harsh criticism. Cause my honest opinion about Smash is that kinda What's the what's the best way to put it? The way I feel about Smash is that as an overall game, I have fun playing it with my friends and having us all like strive to make each other better. I like that part of playing it. But I don't like the game itself. Like for a fighting game, I don't I don't like the platform aspect of it. Cause even at high level, like you'll go watching you go watch the two best players in the world. Let's say zero and for a time it was Mr. R at one point. You will see them fighting, and then you will literally see Zero get camped out for three minutes. Yeah. This is top. This is top of the world play, mm-hmm. and Zero's not getting camped out because he's bad. He's getting camped out because there's nothing he can do. Yeah, that's just optimal. He he he's denying neutral. He's saying I'm not gonna play against you. I'm literally going to run the clock out. Yeah, that's one thing about the, the other <laughs> aspect about Smash that I don't really like as a fighting game. Like, I don't even really consider it a fighting game. There are way too many variables. Like, yeah. play other fighting games, they, they're so incredibly consistent. Like, between the top tiers and everything, but you play Smash, and there are just so many different variables that you need to take into account. You'll play against a character. You'll, you the one, one thing I hated in Smash is that there will be characters that can't make it to what's considered competitive viability. But their existence stopped a whole row of characters that could have made it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I-, I loved playing Donkey Kong. In Smash 4, if you played Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong had good matchups. You had kill confirms. You had different ways you could do numerous different things. But guess what happened? You encounter a Yoshi player. Yoshi ate Donkey Kong alive. Mm-hmm. He-, he was too big. You can't get away from his hitboxes. There's literally nothing you can do. But Yoshi couldn't beat any of the top tiers. He could beat them, but there was nobody good enough to be that Yoshi. Mm-hmm. So Yoshi never got played, but Yoshi's existence was enough to keep several other characters with, like, along with D, like DK, like DDD or Bowser. Well, no, Bowser made it up there in Smash Four. Was it Smash Four? No, he did, and did they, then he got even better. They, they gave him the up throw up air in Smash Four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, now he has landing there to back air, which is. Huh. Okay, we're not going to get into that one. <laughs> but I, I hate both. Just, I don't really hate the game. It's just. I don't know. It's too inconsistent for a fighting game. Yeah. Like, like you play other fighting games, and it's not as people relying on one move the yeah. entire game. It's stuff just like that. your your move, your entire move set will actually be useful, and not specifically one move that mm-hmm. you just do over and over again. That's the difference. 
But I feel I feel like the main thing I say the difference I feel with like Smash and then obviously we mentioned debate and like their styles of discipline because we went off on a Smash tangent. <laughs> but going off on their styles of discipline is that it's kind of as you fail in Smash, as you fail in like debate or we also both were in ROTC for our respective schools. So there's just certain styles of discipline and levels of like, I guess, personal standards that you get used to because you get used to losing, especially if you lose it like in a group or a unit. Like, let's say you and your partner go into a debate and you both lose. You don't get to go. You're the reason that we lost. You're the you're a terrible partner that maybe. OK, maybe your partner is terrible. I understand. But realistically, y'all need to stop, assess the situation and think about how y'all can improve on what y'all did wrong. Because they didn't beat you because one of you was garbage and the other one was super on point. Because the judge didn't write that. The judge writes that. I was about to say, y'all beat us because I messed up. So that is inaccurate. Alright, bro. Uh, okay, but anyways, yeah, you you right. You right. I agree on that. A lot of people's problems nowadays is they want to find something else to put the blame on besides themselves yeah. or what they caused. They're like, oh... We lost because you didn't do this, this, and that to yeah. the argument. No, we lost because we didn't cooperate as a team and we didn't, you know, brainstorm together and we were instead at each other's throats. That leads me to another point me and Sebastian kind of been talking about. And that was, uh, like, if anyone's never, ever heard of cognitive dissonance, cognitive dissonance is basically, I'm not sure if it's a theory or if it's just a general definition, but it's when... Is when people like can see factual information directly in front of them because of their ingrained beliefs and their like tendency to like not care about it because it doesn't affect them. They don't. They they just don't see it. They don't agree with it. And that goes along with, like what we say in the styles of discipline. Because there are people that were like on their school's debate team for years. There are people that play Smash for years. There are people that were in ROTC to the end of the program. I'm one of those people. But anyway. There are people that were in all of those that never got past certain marks. And it's because they did not, in my opinion, it's usually like, because those are, those are all, like I just listed, those are all hobbies and skill sets that you explore yourself. If you don't get better at something that you are constantly doing over and over again, then you probably, that's not meant for you. That's my opinion. Like, why would you continue to do something over and over again and have the same results? That's called insanity. That's literally the definition of insanity. Um, I for the most part agree with you there, but at the same time, I feel like when someone is doing something that they're passionate about, like say somebody's absolute garbage at Smash, okay, no hope for them, okay, and they they just enjoy playing the game, they they just enjoy it, but the, and they want to get better. I feel like I shouldn't be able to, you know, be like, oh, this isn't for you because you're not improving. Okay, what I say, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying I'm going to walk up to these people and I'm not saying I'm going to walk up to these people and just tell them, oh, <laughs> I'm not going to go, oh, maybe you need to pick a different hobby, bro. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that, like, you as a person, I feel like people should be able to assess how much time they put into something. Because, mm-hmm. all right, if, if I say, oh, yeah, man, I edit YouTube videos. And I make YouTube videos for an entire year, and my editing style never improves, and my videos are always the exact same monotone voice over the same exact background music that I used on my very first video. Every single time, that's all it is. 
Is that, is that is that a good channel? No. <laughs> Let's come on, man. Let's be real. Okay, look. Okay, look. That that's an ass channel. I wasn't necessarily trying to, you know, accuse you of saying <laughs> something like that to somebody. I know. I was just clearing I, it up. I guess my point in there was like, instead of being like it's not meant for you, you have to be able to assess the situation for yourself. Like, be like. I'm pretty sure you agree with me in that pretty much anything is possible as long as you put your mind to it. Yeah, I agree with that. As long as you that. put enough effort towards it and you show enough uh, passion towards it, you can I'll, get anything done. So, I'm, I'm going to say I agree to that in theory. Almost anything. Like, anything that's attainable. Like, let's say me with the piano. I, I don't play the piano as much as my brother does, so he's inherently better than me. But I, I'm pretty sure if I put enough effort into it, I could get up to, you know, a decent level. If anybody puts enough effort into it, they can do that. However, it's about how you put the effort in. Yeah. So instead of being like, hey, it might not be for them, I'd probably be like, hey, maybe you're you not probably doing look it. at your training yeah, style. Yeah, okay, I feel you, I feel doing. you. I feel you. Yeah, you're not doing the right. Maybe you're just not seeing it, might not doing it. I Okay, I kind of, I might, I, I kind of get what you're getting, but I guess... What I would kind of say it as is, uh, it's kind of in the sense of, like, you need a curriculum. Mm-hmm. Like, because this one thing I'll admit to everybody, like, I sit on, like, YouTube and NBC, fuck, the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, but basically most, like, article sites and, like, not, I don't get on social media as much, but social media, YouTube, Nebula, most things you can think of that have documentaries and informational videos. And I watch that type of stuff all the time because I'm always looking for topics that interest me and like ammo for my podcast. However, the one thing I'll say that I don't do is I don't think that this limited knowledge that I just went and found on the internet is the whole picture. Yeah. Because that's not what it is. Like, I'm, I, I know that I'm personally not about to figure out oh my God, bro, this is why everyone on Wall Street is wrong after watching one YouTube video about like how this select like four people were corrupt on Wall Street. That's not going to teach me everything I need to know about the inner workings of Wall Street. That takes years for somebody to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that's in a similar way I feel like like somebody could be a genius in one way, like a molecular scientist. That man can know how to split atoms like with fucking... I don't even. I'm not even gonna go into it because that's a big word. But tachyon fucking separator. But he can know how to do things beyond our imagination. But we put him in front of a car, and just be like, "Yo, bro, I need you to uh, take the engine out and put a new engine in." Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, he's just gonna be standing there like, "I've never done this before." And unless he's some type of prodigy, he's not just gonna take the engine out that car and put it back in like it's supposed to be put in. Mm-hmm. Everybody's smart in different ways, and like people all got. People got different ways that they like to learn. People got different ways that they absorb information better. So I like that's why I, that's how I understood what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I, I wasn't trying to put you out there. <laughs> I, I was just saying. No, no, no. It's all good. You gotta look at things from different angles. That's another thing the debate taught me, like back in high school, because you did public forum, right? Not oh public yeah. Forum. I mean, you did Lincoln Douglas, right? Okay, I never did Lincoln Douglas. You didn't? I never did Lincoln Douglas. Oh. I did Lincoln Douglas once, and that is absolutely one of those uh, types of things where you need to look at things from, like, different angles. Like, public forum is less about opinion, more about facts, more about what kind of evidence you bring to the table. Lincoln Douglas is more about the moral aspect of things. Um, <clears throat> You know, having a good moral compass, yeah. being able to sway the judge 
into your yeah. decision through yep. use of morality, yep. emotional appeal, things like that. See, so when I did that, yeah, that, that's what I had to learn. That's one reason I'm not going to lie. Okay, because there is one reason I'm really good at making like short form essays for my podcast, and that's because on the sidelines of Leakin Douglas, I did original oratory. You know, original oratory mm-hmm. is you write a 10 minute yep. speech and you got to learn how to present it and like pitch it to a crowd. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember? Uh, did you go to? Did you did you make state finals like the year twenty fifteen? State finals. Was that in Hattiesburg? Maybe it I, was. I know in Hattiesburg. I went to Hattiesburg one year. I know I went to Hattiesburg, and that was state. We got fifth. I think. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your friend, your friend was there. Your friend was there. Israel. Yeah, yeah. I remember him because he got he got the place above me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was okay. That yeah, was, that was, okay. okay, and I, I'm not mad because this is exactly oh, what happened. Shut up. No, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> this is exactly what happened, everybody. I think I told told this story before. I literally didn't. I like. I couldn't. I was like writer blocked, and I couldn't come up with a speech. So literally the day before, while I was doing the main events before original oratory, I got on my phone and I looked up. Random facts about ostriches. Y'all might be hearing something in the background. I think that's somebody's car outside. Nah, that'll be all right. But, yeah, y'all be all right. <laughs> but I looked up random facts about ostriches, and I went over those facts constantly and constantly and constantly, learning everything and cramming everything I could about ostriches into my head. And I was like, I feel like I could stretch this for 10 minutes. The only thing I could think to myself was, okay, if I'm going to stretch this for 10 minutes... I feel like I'm going to have to present it some type of way. So I chose to do an Australian accent. And I delivered that ostrich speech that I came up with an hour before my state finals match. And literally got sixth place at state finals for original oratory. And I was beat by my teammate, my, like my, my partner in debate. She got third. Another girl got fourth. Sebastian's partner got fifth. And the two top people were girls, and they all, like, obviously first and second. Mm-hmm. But I'll say out of all their speeches, all their speeches were motivational about, like, striving to go after your dreams, about, like, their traumatic childhood, how they're not accepted by their parents for being gay, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was talking in an Australian accent about ostriches. That's all, that's all it was. And I got sixth place. And I kind of felt bad about it because I was like, I wonder who I denied this slot. Yeah, to be honest, it was because <laughs> that, that, that means like it was probably some judge sitting in there. I was like, yo, the kid talking about ostriches is pretty funny. And I was like, what about this kid talking about world hunger and peace? Gotta admit, man, the ostriches yeah, he was, was pretty, pretty convincing. He was yeah. pretty convincing. You, you, do you want to go to Africa and see ostriches? <laughs> All right, you're, you're right. You're right. Let's go ahead and give it to him. <laughs> I, I, I can't I remember a, you telling me that story. Actually, I do remember that. I can't imagine if that's how I really went. I believe you were capping. I was not. I capping. still believe you were capping, bro. You want to talk? Okay, one day you will talk to my debate like team <laughs> members that's obviously still around, and they will straight up tell you that like they would tell you. Do you remember uh like our debate team captain Christian Christian Rush? I don't know if you necessarily remember, but bro was like very much a killer in Lincoln Douglas on like the state level. Like he went to several state. Like I think he got Lincoln. I think he I think he either got first or second. Lincoln Douglas State Finals in 2015. Dang, I, bro, Christian was really good. Like Christian was really good. I get he's been on my podcast before. Like I give him his props in that. But uh, like if like he lives around here, so like if randomly ever happens, like he can confirm because I was talking to him about it. I was like, bro, what am I gonna do? And he was just like, oh, he's like, 
dude, he's like, try an accent? And I was like, I'm going to do an Australian accent. Let's say, try an accent? <laughs> and then oh, he man. and the rest of my team sat, you know, because your team can sit in on your, like, speech and stuff. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Since I was doing a funny speech, they were laughing. And the judge actually wrote on my debate slip that my teammates were causing an interruption. What? <laughs> that they were actually causing a whole ass interruption because they were laughing at me. And I, let me tell y'all, I was pitching it. I, like, I was pitching that shit. Like, I, I memorized so many facts about an ostrich. And you won't know what's even funny about these ostrich fact stories. I, I Like, before Rona happened, I used to go to this, like, comedy bar in Midtown. Uh, no. Yeah, I turned that into a joke. Killed that motherfucking crowd. Because <laughs> guess what, bro? Ostriches, like, facts about ostriches is just wild. Like, an ostrich can kill a lion with a kick. Ostrich, ostriches kick over 500 pounds, bro. Over Dang. 500 pounds from an ostrich kick. You know what happens? You know, during the dry season in Africa, you know why they find so many dead lions? It's not because, you know, he can't get food. He can't take down prey. It's because they find lions with broken jaws because an ostrich kicked their jaw off. That's in it. Nature is fucking metal, by the way. Y'all should follow that page on Instagram. (laughs) You learn, like, a lot of crazy facts about animals through pages like that. I learn, I love stuff like that. I love learning, like, random facts. Like, it'd be so crazy. Like, okay, random fact, and we'll move on to another topic. Did anybody know that coyotes, that when... Like, coyotes and wolves, similar, they do the little sound off. They they communicate through each other through, like, high-pitched yowls and, like, yelps and howls. Mm-hmm. So when they sound off and it's known that some of them don't sound off back, that means they're dead. They know that they are dead. And it triggers a response in the female's body. It's, like, something estrogen. Not not estrogen. I know what estrogen is, but the, pro- the word is, like, something estrogen. And it triggers this process where she literally produces more babies in that litter. Because she knows for the ones to, that... to make up for the ones that you shot, and that is why coyotes. They they literally have coyote populations in Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago. The hell, <laughs> <laughs> like they they should. What well, Family Guy used to do? This, I think Family Guy had a little skit on that back in the day. It was like, damn, nature, you scary. <laughs> to be honest, I... nature is scary, bro. But you know it is isn't scary. Actually, fuck that. You know, it is scary. Not reforming the police. Not reforming the police? Yeah. Not doing some type of reform. Some type of reform, in my opinion. See, my thing with that, I feel like... Oh, okay. Defund is a little bit of a harsh word. Okay. Like, I... I wait, people, wait, wait. Okay, before we get into it, this, this is what I want to say. Do you feel... When you hear the word defund, do you feel that the majority of the movement is just like, yeah, defund the police. Take all their money. Fuck the police. We can make them counselors and blank 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 or do you mm-hmm. think people are saying we need to depower and de-escalate the police now do you want me to be real with you okay just 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 give me what you really what you really think because obviously it's I, I know you have a nuanced opinion on it so like you mm-hmm. probably don't have like a solid they're idiots for thinking that but mm-hmm. obviously the the majority opinion what you what would you think it is yeah you would say what what did i think that these people were thinking mm-hmm. what i think that they're thinking i think they're actually thinking defund the police like we don't need the police that's what i think they're thinking but that's not the train of thought that you know would help the situation i would personally and y'all will hear me flodge on my podcast for one of the very first times i would personally say i'm kind of in 
I'm, I'm, I'm an activist. I like to consider myself an activist. And one thing I say, when, when what I mean when I say defund the police, I know the police are needed, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I know when there is the guy that holds up a bank and is threatening to shoot the hostages if they don't let him out. We, 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 we don't have counselors for that. There's no... A, a dude with a PhD in psychology is not about to come fucking de-escalate that situation. If he is, that nigga's like Professor X or something. Mm-hmm. Like, put a psychology professor on the phone and he somehow, like, gets rid of a terrorist situation. That That's like... That's some movie shit. It don't happen. So, realistically, we need the police for what we need the police for. But when I think of defund the police, what I think of is essentially... Okay, they call the police on this person that's like wigging the fuck out in the middle of the street. Now, let one thing I want to put the basis off is like I know we look at people that act crazy and do crazy stuff like legitimately things you would label as like actually crazy. You just be like, how, this man's crazy. I don't understand it. But like, obviously, like being more aware, you know that person has a mental block. There is a they're, they're mentally challenged. There's something not right in their head. There's something they're going with or that they have inflicted on them that's not right. Because your average person, no matter how ignorant or stupid or unaware they may be, they still know how to look at other people and go, oh, people going to think I'm stupid if I do this. I'm not going to run around the street butt naked covered in grease. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Greased Up Deaf Guy from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, like most people aren't going to do that. So like the dude doing this in the street, bro, I don't think that we need to like call the police. Because nine times out of ten, bro, like if you a beat cop that's been dealing with like crazy dudes... Nine times out of ten, you're not even taking any risks. It's, 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 it's almost like, think about it like this. A tiger is not going to go after prey that it knows can injure it. Because mm-hmm. that tiger knows that if I don't kill you in a quick kill, that's why tigers are, that's why they're ambush predators. It knows if I don't kill you in a quick go and you fight me, I get injured even if I kill you and eat you. Afterwards, I just sustain the injury and I'm not going to be able to compete with anything else I come at. I'm not at 100% anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why they ambush you. That's why they come from behind and bite you on your windpipe. Crush your throat instantly. That's why they do that. So it's kind of like, I'm not going to say cops are animals, bro. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying in the situation of crazy dude in the street, like randomly hitting people with a fucking bat or something. Bro, that cop not finna get out of his car and just be like, sir, calm down. Are we having a bad day today? What's going on? Um, dude, can we get some contact information on him? Bro, that cop is going to be like, this is a threat. I am neutralizing it. And I am neutralizing him in the most efficient way not to get myself hurt. Mm-hmm. And, like, I understand that. And I know people say cops need to be more trained. Like, But that's what a trained... That, that sounds like what a trained individual is going to do. A trained individual is going to limit all danger to everyone on the scene, all civilians. They're going to limit, hopefully, force to a minimum. Like, if they have to tackle and put them in handcuffs... Because obviously, like, if it's, a, if it's like a person that's like going insane or having a mental breakdown, they do need to be restrained if they're a danger to other people. But that's why I'm saying, like, it'd be simpler if we had people specifically for that. Like, if they can just be like, okay, we need to find out who this man is, get some information on him, call in a specialist. Because, like, that's not even to say that somebody that's a specialist won't be, uh, like, they won't be, like, damn near cop level. Like, the person that signs up for a job to go wrangle up mental health patients, I guarantee you they're not going to be, like, some frail old lady just standing in the street like, sir, come on, we know we can't do this. Th- that's not going to happen, bro. It's going to be people that, like, love and have a passion for the job of helping people that have, like, mental illnesses. That's what it's going to be. Instead of, like, the cop that's just going, at the end of the day, make sure he go home to his wife and family. Well, I say, like, that's that's what I mean when I say defund the police. And also, I'm not going to lie. Them niggas get a lot of money. 
And they be having all types of stuff that they never use. Like, I, I've seen, like, I keep it on the down low how I know, but Horn Lake Police got some guns that they, they, they not using. They not, they never, they never gonna use it around here, bro. Nobody around here got firepower to match that. Why they got it? Because the old boys like to go out and shoot the fucking guns and burn taxpayer dollars on ammunition every now and then. And don't get me wrong, bro. The military do it. You think if I was in the military and I had, like, literally liquid fucking fire bullets and they were just like, yeah, light that field up for fun. It's a practice dummy. You think I'm not finna do that? You don't, you don't think I want to shoot a shell off in the distance and hear it just whistle and just see an empty house just... <sighs> Explode that shit sound badass, bro. And in the defense of the military, <laughs> at least at least they're uh testing their it. primary <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in response to your defunding the police, what I personally believe in when it comes to defunding the police is not defund in that sense, but to reallocate. Okay, like okay. reallocate their funds that, that's into a better way to say other it. Other departments that are better suited to deal with certain situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you sending a police officer that's armed with a taser, a gun, a nightstick to respond to a man who who is mentally ill in the middle of the road? Like, that man could be a Vietnam veteran. That that man could be, used to being highly respected, and you're sending people to tackle him to the ground. Side note, there's about 600,000 to roughly a million homeless people in America right now, and roughly 60, 60 to 70% of those are veterans. Mm-hmm. So, that's not even a conversation I think we even going to have, because everybody yeah. knows that, that we people have been talking about it. This country doesn't really take care of some of its veterans after they come back, especially if they're like mentally messed up. But we can move on. Yeah, <laughs> we we we'll just move on. Yeah, that's that's just personally what I believe that we should do. Reallocate those materials. Like, what are you giving police officers military weapons for? Like, you can't be like, oh, they might need it in some situation. Guess what? If we ever need it, we have the National Guard based in every single state. We have the military in our states. What do the police need these militaristic weapons for? Maybe maybe that's just what they write. They they need a new like cruiser. Mm-hmm. And they don't spend the money on a cruiser. That's not. That's not a lot. Like it's it's crooked. It's crooked stuff that's gonna happen everywhere. It's gonna be crooked people in every occupation. That's just. That's just what humans are, bro. We we chaotic individuals. Sometimes we do what's set in front of us, what we're supposed to do, and then we take advantage of it because that's just, that's just how people are built. Yeah, it's, it'd be ignorant of us to expect people to not act like that. Like yeah. you can't expect people. People are we're inherently selfish creatures. Yeah. Like. That's That's how nature works. We're inherently selfish. We inherently want what's best for us. You basically have to... My bad. No, you good. You you basically... I've said it before on the podcast, guys. You've taken it... To live, you take advantage of people. Not in the sense of thinking, oh, I'm getting over on him. I'm the one benefiting. Mm -hmm. But there are obviously situations to where like somebody's like, hey, man, I'm going to give you this. And you're just like, do you know how much this is worth? And they're just like, yeah, I know. I don't care. And you're just like... Some people might think, ha, sucker. Yeah. Or some people might think, "Wow, he 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 thinks that he think he likes me so much that he gave me something that he really cares about that he doesn't he doesn't even consider it." The person that's thinking sucker, something's wrong with that person. Like they just told you they don't mind giving it to you, and you still thinking, "Ha, I got it for a steal." That sounds like you. That sounds like you probably have a problem. But just in that like in that type of example, yeah, like it's not necessarily a bad thing, but at the end of the day, your entire life you're taking advantage of things like. To take advantage of something is often seen as a negative connotation, but it's just doing what we're naturally taught to do. Yep. 
if we if a if a tiger sees an injured gazelle, they're going to take advantage of the situation. Take advantage of the situation. Did that did that baby antelope make too much noise eating grass? Oh, I mean, too you bad. Take he got, advantage of the situation. It's too bad he was born yesterday. That cheetah <laughs> ate him. It's our nature. Like that's inherently what we do. So when people when you take advantage of somebody. Well, I guess that's a really bad way of putting it, but at the end of the day, that that's it. Basic terms, what you're doing, it's really more yeah, about how you think about what you're doing. And like, if you thinking, "Hey, I'm taking advantage of this person. I wonder what else can I get from them?" Yeah. Or, "Hey, I'm taking advantage of this person." Quote unquote. I appreciate them for you know thinking of me in that term. So, okay, person A is a jackass. Yeah. Person B, think think about it like this, guys. Wife does a certain set of things around the house. Husband does a certain set of things around the house. Wife doesn't have to do certain set of things because husband does that. She takes advantage of that because guess what? She doesn't have to do that on top of what she is doing because the husband also takes part in doing it. He doesn't have to do what she's doing. By mutually taking advantage of each other, we call that working together, but you're both having mission. You're having, uh, what's that word? Mutually assured benefit. There we go. It's mm-hmm. mutually. You're having oh. mi- mutually assured benefit. You, you're you both still going for what's the best option for you, but you agree that, all right, both of us are all right with this, and that's what we are choosing to do. Yeah, you'll see a lot of times in nature especially, and this goes back to us, you know, at the end of the day, we're still animals, we're still mammals. Like, you'll go into nature and you'll look at all these different types of animals and you'll see these things called symbiotic relationships, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when one animal takes advantage of another animal's good attributes in order to, you know, support each other. They're both getting a gain out of it. You already know as well. I said I got random animal facts, bro. I already got several animals I'm thinking of in my head. I can name off. I know. I know you are. (laughs) Clownfish and sea anemones. Yep, yep. (laughs) They both mutually benefit from it. Yep. Like, you're going to find people, and even in your friendships, you're both mutually benefiting off of each other. Unless it's toxic. Stay away from toxic relationships, people. But anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One thing I'll say about that is, like, you ever seen a situation where you're just like, oh, well, you try to give them good advice, and you're just like, oh, bro, just don't feed into what she doing. And they literally just like, bro, oh, fuck that. Who she thinks she talking to? Oh, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. And you just standing for a second like, wow, both of y'all are toxic. Uh-huh. This, I'm going to let y'all, I'm going to let y'all be happily whatever y'all in. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, you can't say nothing about it, bro. Toxic relationships. They're weird. One, one thing I've learned, at least when it might come to relationships, is that, because like afterwards, you'll hear people say like certain things about a person that they're a certain way, they act a certain way, they're a horrible person, and then you might meet that person, and then you hear their side of the story, and you see through their actions and everything else that it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we have people out here that are, like, mass fucking manipulators and will try and, like, ruin your life by making you think you are a bad person, but we're going to speak on what should be the majority of the sides is that usually when it's, like, a toxic thing... It's kind of like, it's almost situational, bro. Like, you don't know a person until you have spent a a certain amount of time with them in a relationship. So, like, that's why people say that, like, there's really no such thing as love at first sight. Because, sure, there's love at first sight. Is that going to be the same type of love a year later? Mm -hmm. Maybe the way she she ate chips when you first met her was so adorable because you thought she was so fine. Now, a year later, bro, you just sitting here like, bro, why is this fucking water buffalo eating in front of me? Hell. 
ain't even got nothing. To, I ain't, ain't even commenting. We not commenting about physical standards. It's just because she's just sitting over there like. And you never cared about that at first, but as time went on, bro, you just keep hearing and you just like, wow, she really just always be smacking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do this. Like people don't understand. Like that goes into a lot of like relationships, and we you won't know that. You won't know what's going on with those two people. You will never, ever get that experience because you're not one of them. Or, I guess, if y'all got some weird, you know, thruple polygamy shit going on, mm-hmm. and that's, that's y'all. Y'all do what y'all doing. Right, if that work out, it work out. If it don't, it, it don't. But usually, that's how it works. So, yeah. like... <laughs> going off of, like, that, like, what you just said in regards to uh, not knowing, you know, what's going on in somebody else's relationship, not knowing, when, you know, what works for other people. Yeah. Another thing that's important, and this this probably has nothing to do with the topic at hand, but it's... I feel like it's important in life, and I try to tell everybody this. No matter what you do, there's always going to be somebody in the world who only knows the version of you that somebody else told. Yep. People are going to tell other people what versions of who you actually are. Try to tell people what you actually believe in, and guess what? Unless you meet them and you know you explain your side of the story, that's just going to have to be something you deal with. And that's another thing. That's why I don't understand how people end up in these toxic relationships because it's like that's one of the few things that you're gonna have to deal with long term those people are going to be telling people ah uh, alright oh, no, I'm letting you talk I, I, I see you got something you, you got the something only thing I can say. say about that is once again like I said for looking on the outside in it's easy to say how did you end up in this toxic relationship but like one like okay I might have phrased that wrong. Just, just, I, I, just I know what you mean. I, I, I know what you're saying. It's like, how do people, like, even once they realize, yeah. like, it's toxic, why do they stay? Mm-hmm. But one thing I've learned, like, I got an episode coming on this soon, but it's going to be on, like, styles of attachment. And instead, one people, one thing I really want to say is, like, all right, I say, like, you're pretty, you're pretty self-aware. You're probably really aware of, like, the standards you tell people and how you actually adhere to them. You the type of person, because for y'all that don't know, Sebastian, and Sebastian's very fit. He likes to work out. But if Sebastian says that, oh, you have to eat healthy and you got to do this certain amount of push-ups to get jacked and stuff, would it, would it make sense if he either didn't have the results of saying that or he you never saw him doing it? Mm-hmm. You never saw bro running. You never saw him doing push-ups. All you ever heard him doing was talking. And when you looked at him, he was the opposite of what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. When you adhere to your when you adhere to your values and you hold yourself to your standard, like when you say you gotta work out and you skip your workout by like you skip it for the first part of the day and you move it to another part of the day and you tell yourself, No, I still gotta do this. I still gotta make sure I get this done. Right then and there, you are self aware that you hold yourself to that standard. Mm-hmm. You are you are you are being self aware in that moment. Not everybody's self aware like that, bro. And it's crazy to, it's crazy to think about that. It's crazy to think that, like, how could people not think about what they're doing in a situation and not think about why they're doing it? Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, bro, it's just how they feel about the situation, and that's it. Yeah. And that's not that's not even me saying it in a bad way, because I feel like self-awareness is something you have to, like, not only be taught, but also be learned and stimulated. Like, your brain a muscle, bro. Your brain a muscle. Like, you got to stretch it. You got to, like, constantly change it and evolve it. Like, I doubt we'd be, like on certain levels that we might be for speaking and shit if we didn't take debate all those years. Constantly doing that over and over again, just like we said earlier in the podcast with discipline, 
and just like doing stuff over and over again. Like once you like find something you like and you got like a good curriculum for it, you improve at it and you keep improving at it because that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I think that you, uh, I think that we were both relating in that department as, as you just said, like, I guess you would call it learned helplessness. Like we've learned to, you know, I guess I would like to say as a young black man and growing up in, you know, the typical young black family. In Mississippi. In Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> I, I, it, it's it's an attribute of learned helplessness. It's like you see your parents growing up blaming everything on something else. Mm-hmm. You see your brothers and sisters, your cousins growing up blaming everything on, you know, blaming on the white man, blaming on so-and-so. And you, you don't see anybody taking accountability for their own actions. So guess what? Now you're not going to take accountability nope. for your own actions. That, that's that's something you have to change yourself. You have to recognize it. Like that's, that's the first step changing something, recognizing it. Yeah, like, that's oh, the first I step. have a problem. Let me do something about it. Let me research how I can change this. Because that that's something that's research, generational. Research, bro. Research. Just, I'm not going to cut you off. That no. word right there. Research. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, actually look into it. Read as much as you can into it. Read books. Read articles. Watch YouTube videos. Watch credible sources. Do something. Like, put forth the effort. Oh. Because this is generational. This has been going on for generations in a lot of black families. And they, they don't want to realize it. Our grandparents, our great grandparents, yes, they were actually oppressed by the white man. I'm going to be honest. They were slaves. They, they were actually oppressed. Right. But now we're a lot less oppressed than we were back then. All so right. now you have the power to change it. You just don't want to change your thinking. That's See, think about it like this. Because I feel like in this situation, as we get deeper into it, I feel like we might necessarily have, not contrasting, but different views on it. Like, I love when I do hear, like, people say, like, they blame the white man for everything. Because in a certain context, bro, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Like, you see it on TV, you see it on Twitter, you see it on certain other stuff. Like, somebody will be saying something, and they're just like, bro, why can't you just use Google? And they're just like... This has been happening for countless generations. This has been doing blank, 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 blank. And now I've done my research on the topic. Like, I understand what happens when you take a people and you starve them of their education and kill them if they can't read. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is, that's undeniable. However, I also know what happens when you do that to other races of people throughout the fucking generations and throughout history. And even though, I guess what happened to black people is a lot more recent, there's still, there's this break in, like, black culture, in my opinion, and you, I, I want to know if you agree on this, is that, like, some of them adhere to, like, what... They, they, it's almost like there's a set type of what's supposed to be black. Like, what you're supposed to think, what you're supposed to say. Yeah. Like, it, it's the it's the white people are always out to get you. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, when I was younger, my grandma... I had a friend named Kevin. My, my, my friend Kevin was white. Me and Kevin were cool friends. He was, like, one of my best friends. Kevin gave me his Kindle because Kevin got a new Kindle and he said, yo, I'm reading this book and uh, you could just get on my fucking Amazon and read the book and then you can have the Kindle afterwards. I don't care. So Kevin gave me his Kindle. I'm sitting on there playing in my grandma's room. I'm like 11. My grandma sees the Kindle and goes, oh, where'd you get that? And I was like, my friend Kevin, let me borrow it. I hear silence for about four seconds. My grandma just goes, is Kevin white? I look up like, yeah, grandma, Kevin's white. She's just like, watch out now. They yeah. say they do you a favor. Always come back to bite you in the ass. Can't trust them. And I'm just standing like, grandma, that's racist. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's, that's, actually, that's actually racist, bro. That's not like, because I have different definitions of it. Because, like, personally, 
the way I classify like racism is like go it's the intent of the person using not only what they say but also that person's acknowledgement of what they are saying like be okay a self-aware individual a self-aware individual like if i was white and i was self-aware and i did my research in my history no matter what my opinion on like the n-word should be if you're self-aware enough you should know like all right there's history behind it then it comes down to a to a decision do I think that that history is significant enough to me to respect them by not saying this word? Or is it not? One, not. one of those one of those is that, that that's a big question on self-awareness because yeah. that's like that's like calling people okay, I'm, this isn't a slur but nowadays it is kind of more offensive to say it and it's to call like mentally challenged people retarded. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, "Oh, he's retarded." It's like, "No, no, no, no. He's just he's mentally he's mentally challenged. It's not we don't we don't call them that anymore, and some people don't see the significance of that. Some people just be like, "Why can't we call them retarded?" And I was like, "All right, bro, this isn't like a joke where you're talking to your friend and y'all attic, and he dropped the beer, and you just like, bro, John, you're so retarded." Mm-hmm. No, you you are actually talking about a person with an affliction. I was like, you you know that this is not a joke. You know this isn't a joking situation. You know this is not the situation you need to say it. So like, I'll even tell black people. That like in the situation of like saying the n word, y'all can't always just say it to white people that, oh y'all shouldn't say the n word and then prolifically say it. Like don't get me wrong, I believe in a time and place for black people to say the n word. I believe we should be allowed to say it, obviously through like the history of us using it and then the history of us taking it back and that's up for discussion with a lot of different people. But for now we'll say like we've taken the word back. But the way that works is it kind of just like what are you gonna do about it? Cause like there are some black people that's just like nah bro like my white friend can say the n word and you meet that white friend and he's just like a a white dude that lives in the ghetto mm-hmm. but he's black at heart and black people tell him that and you just sitting there like what does it mean to be black we all just live in the hood bro we broke we 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 less we we live in less fortunate circumstances and that's the difference it's like there's a label with it. So, like, with the N-word, bro, all, all I can really say on that is, if you black, why would you go around always saying the N-word? You know, you, you should know what a professional setting is. You should know that, obviously, if this is a word that you don't want white people to say, why would you go around a group of white people and walk up and just be like, Tucker, what's up, my nigga? And then mm-hmm. Tucker and the other four kids in the room are just going to be standing there like, ha, 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 what's up, what's up, David? How you? How yeah, you, I've like. How you doing? I've recently learned that myself. <laughs> I, I've recently had to, you know, take that out of my public ver- vocabulary. I guess you could say, like, I, I don't say it on Facebook anymore. I, I don't say it on really any sort of social media. I said if I'm clearly like being meme. Yeah, like, yeah. If we're, we're yeah, joking with each other, like, if I know you, know you, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna call a random person a nigga anymore. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it around random people. I don't know because you know that that's just not as acceptable anymore, even for black people. And it's like, why would I ruin potential opportunities for myself? Like I'm out in public, I'm joking with, uh, say, Ashton, my brother. I'm joking with him. I call, I call him, a, I call him a nigga, and it's just like, you know, we're brothers. We're both fine with that. Yeah. But let's say next to me is a fuck, is a business owner. And he was looking at me and Ashton talking just a second ago. Was like, oh, I might want to give these young men a job. He hear me say nigga. Yep. Do he re- really want to give me that job since I'm over here just tossing that word around in public? And I can't lie. Like, there's a part of me that does feel like in that situation, like, if I was a business owner, 
I ain't gonna lie. Actually, if I'm the business owner, obviously I'm black, so I just yeah, yeah, that's different. That's different. <laughs> I we remember being, so I remember being young and saying, I remember being young and saying, they're messing around. They, but they, I, they, I can see like somebody that's actually about like I, I actually do want to hire somebody that represents what I believe in in my company and it's pride of standard and blah 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 blah. And he's just standing there like, bro, you such a stupid ass nigga. And the dude just look over like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah you can have that because uh, yeah, y'all, y'all children. If I hire you. You You're going to represent my company, yeah. and people are going to think I represent people just saying the N word. It's definitely, it's also, it's also a first impression thing. Like you said, like, you got to know them, bro. Because I'll, I'll say, I'll say it like that. Like, I definitely have white friends that, like, I'm not going to say I allow them to necessarily say the N word, but think about it like this. I have, I have nuanced views on the N word. What Kendrick Lamar did to that girl when she got up on stage. And he's literally singing with her all the way up until the part where the N-word come out in the song. Like, in that situation, bro, I kind of look at Kendrick like, I ain't gonna lie, bro, what you want her to do? Mm-hmm. Like, you just brought her up on your stage on a concert. For those who don't know concert, most people who go to concerts be on something or just be vibing. Like, when mm-hmm. you vibing the music, bro, you be lit. So you tell him you just sitting there singing every lyric word for word with her. And then she said with you. And then you just cut the whole show. And just be like, nah, nah, we can't do none of that around here. And you look in the crowd and see all these other white people that are your fans. Like, in that situation, like, you know the context. You know she wasn't sitting there going, like, oh, yeah, what's up, my nigga? We're so cool. She's sitting there singing the song that you wrote that she's enjoying with you. Now, I'm not going to lie. If she had to let it slip and that hard R had to came out. Yeah, that would have been. It's over with for her. It's over with. If that that happened, that's what happened to PewDiePie. That's why I stopped fucking with PewDiePie. Because, like... That when when they said he let the N word slip, when I went back and watched it, it wasn't just yeah, oh oh nigga nah bro it nah, was you, you don't let that slip. <laughs> like, PewDiePie if... said that fucking nigger. Like, bro said that girl. He put the he put the bass in his voice when he said the er. My thing with that is like people who say oh I just let it slip. In order for something to be let slip, it has to be part of your basic Yo, vocabulary. You said so it. If you, you said it slip. <laughs> what the hell are you saying behind closed doors? Exactly, and you let it slip. Exactly, man. It's... Like, it, that, that, that's that's another reason I don't really mess, I don't really mess with any sort of YouTuber who lets it slip or any sort of celebrity who lets it slip because I know you've been saying in other contexts unless I mean you just learned this word five seconds ago and like, you did I think about it like this like okay you ever heard of Shofu? Yes. Okay, I've been subscribed to Shofu since like eighth grade, bro. So like I sit on Shofu channel and I see like people all these different races, some Mexican, some like obviously like Middle Eastern looking, some Italian, some white, some What's the other fucking race of people? This is one more I'm forgetting. Asian. Yeah, they got Asian people in their crew and stuff. And, like, when they do Pokemon raps, like, they'll say the N-word. But when it come out in the song, like, I can I, I can literally sit there and listen to the song. I, I hear the context they said it. I'm like, all right, he just said, I was like, I hit a nigga with a bubble beam. And I was like, out of four verses, bro, only said the N-word one time. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he's clearly sitting here making the music video with black people who are on the music video saying the N-word. So I was like, I feel like in this context, we can give it a pass. That's like, okay, that, that's like looking at Leonardo DiCaprio and Django and hearing him talk about Django and call Django the hard R and call him boy and treat him like less than a human and thinking, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio probably says the N-word all the time. Mm-hmm. No, bro, that is a piece. that is a piece of art and a piece of film and cinema. However, like I say, it's the ER. It's the ER and then it's the frequency of like the N word because like you can tell when somebody's saying like like nig uh you can tell when they saying it just to be cool. Mm-hmm. You wanna play Call of Duty? 
This is this is literally a Call of Duty lobby because if y'all don't know it, you already know what I'm about to say. If you don't know it, you need to like look up what Call of Duty really is, like on the original Xbox days. This is Call of Duty. Yo, we're taking point B. Shut up, you fucking faggot, nigga. Yeah, yeah. What? What? Why are you saying that, bro? What you gonna do about it, nigga? You're not real, nigga. What's up, nigga? And it's like you know, it's like a 14 year old white kid. Uh -huh. You know, you can hear it in his voice. It's a 14 year old white kid. And he's just saying, he's saying nigga at the end of every single sentence. Black people don't say the N-word that much. Why are you saying it? Mm -hmm. One, either because you think it is a derogatory term. Two, because you think it is cool to say. Or three, because you think it makes you more hard and aggressive. All three of those are very fucked up. All three of those are like terrible reasons. We, Actually, we, didn't, reasons. we didn't even mention the fourth possible, like, not even reason. This is terrible. And that's just being racist. But like, look, none of them make you look cool. You just, you look stupid. Exactly. It's just sitting there like, bro, like nobody, nobody says the N-word this much. Nobody says the N-word more than people that aren't supposed to say it. Uh -huh. It's not even you aren't supposed to say it, bro. You need to be smart enough to assess the situation. Because we live in America, my guy. There's freedom of speech. We got freedom of speech. Guess what you don't have? Freedom of consequences. You can say whatever you want. But you need to deal with what happens when everybody around you hears what you say. Like, I'm pretty sure, what's the best way to put it? Like, what's a popular, like, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is known to, like, smoke weed with Wiz Khalifa and, like, Lil Dicky. And that entire group of people. You really think, in the entirety of that time, that Jonah Hill and Lil Dicky ain't never said the N-word? Doubt it. Bro, they all multi-millionaires. They're already in a whole separate class than us. They probably don't even think about race issues the exact same way. Because they're just like, bro, I'm a, I'm a like, I'm worth half a billion dollars. So is he. Him calling me a word doesn't decrease my net value. Uh -huh. It's a whole different way of thinking about it. And that's why, like, people don't, people don't get that stuff. Like, at, at certain levels to it, like, you need to stop and be self-aware enough. And like I said, not everybody got self-awareness, bro. But you need to be self-aware enough to literally tell yourself, like, this isn't good. I need to look at what this is doing to other people and trying to find, like, what's the gain in it? Mm -hmm. Like, ask yourself, what's the gain in what you're doing? And if at the end of it, bro, if you actually take pride in taking stuff from people, hurting people, and it, like, it's one thing to say, oh, I did this because I had to get it, but I did this because it's a means to it. And it's, one, it's another thing to do low down stuff, be low down, be unaware, and do all that and not take note of it. That's what makes you toxic. Mm -hmm. That's what makes somebody toxic. It's like, it's like go, it go back to the selfish thing. It's okay to be selfish. It's not okay for the only thing you to be is selfish. If the only thing you are is selfish, then you, you clearly you're toxic. But mm -hmm. more so than being toxic, you are a dangerous person where you only care about yourself. That means it, at the end of every day, the decision that's going to be made is you. Mm -hmm. And it's people like that with their kids. It's people yeah. like that with their with they grades. It's people like that with their own personal dies. It's people like that with whatever they put on themselves, bro. They sit there and they just like, oh, yeah, I could do this. I'm supposed to go to work today. I need that money. I know I got bills to pay. I don't feel like it. You're not self enough. Like, And you know what that person going to say when they say they didn't feel like going to work that day? Next week when they check low and they can't make that bill, why can't anything just go right? Why is life always so bad for me? Nah, nigga, life not bad for you. You did that shit to yourself. You just letting shit constantly compound because you don't want to fix it. Not self-aware. People gotta be aware of their problem. They don't. They don't just gotta be aware of their problems. They gotta be aware of how they themselves are causing their own problems. Mm -hmm. Like 
You are your own prisoner in most contexts. Yeah. Like you're you're always gonna be part of the real. I don't know if I would put it like that because it it make it sound like that depressed people are the reason they're depressed or whatever. Okay. Like the, that. The that best ties into my per my fault my fault. My bad. No, you good. That, it ties into my personal belief. Like I I think everyone has had a struggle with depression at one point or another. It, it's what makes us all human. We all deal deal with extensive anger, extensive sadness, extensive happiness. It, it's just a part of being human. My personal struggle with it. Um, I ain't gonna get too deep into it. But I was depressed because of factors. Some factors were out of my control. Some factors were in my control. But overall, I was depressed. Eventually, I started, you know, watching self help videos, talking to a therapist, and everything. I was doing things that you know would actually help me progress out of that state. I feel like people are so quick to blame their problems on everything but themselves that they keep themselves in a hole, and and that's just with everyone. Because you you never want to blame yourself for a problem because you never want to see yourself as a problem. If you can blame somebody else, you're going to blame somebody else. You're going to blame something else. You're going to blame something else because that's what we do. I this this like that that makes me want to get back to like the point I said what exactly what I mean by self aware. Because like okay for me for me when I go to work or when I go out into like normal society like I, obviously bro like <laughs> I know. Like I don't like the I don't like like the ruling like billionaire class, bro. I know that sometimes like a lot of people that are like top cor- like top corporate positions don't care about their workers. They'll cut like ten percent of all they like production just to save it on the top end and keep their salaries high, and then lay off ten percent of their workers. It just happened. AT and T did this. Like AT and T got a ninety percent kickback from taxes from Trump in twenty fifteen, and then laid off twenty percent of their workers and outsourced their jobs to India. But like okay. I understand that. That's not going to stop me from going to work and punching the clock. You want to know why? Because, oh, no, the billionaires are in charge. The elite are in charge. They're still the cruel fact, and they're still the real fact of this world, bro. I like to do stuff. I like to eat. I don't like to just not have stuff. So I got to go to work. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I still believe every word I say, but welcome. This this is a cruel reality, bro. You still, you, Mm -hmm. you, you, sometimes you can, like, Sometimes you can, because I don't say one thing and do another. Like, I support reform of corporations. I well-verse myself on politicians that support it and what they like and what they do. And can they actually do something if I vote for them? Mm-hmm. I manage my finances. I ain't going to lie. Sometimes they don't work out because, you know, your boy do be prone to, like, random impulse buys. Yeah. But I say I'm a lot better at it than I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do all right. But... That's only through me not only wanting to do it, that also comes from me literally doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I could sit around all day and go, I'll never work for the man. I'll never punch <clears throat> a clock and do this. All right, the point is, even if you do punch the clock for the man, don't let him crush you. Yeah. Don't let him crush your spirit. At the end of the day, realize you working to get that money. So one day, whatever that day comes, you can get the fuck out of that terrible situation because you have put work into yourself and what you have outside of that, outside of what they're doing to you. And along the way, because, okay, I'll finish, the, I'll finish what I'm saying before I go off something else. But th- that, that's just how that works. Like, that's, that's 100% how that works. And people always look at, I feel like people, one thing I feel like is always self-aware is that people look at it as like, it's either, 
I'm not going to do it or I'm going to do it. They go, I start my diet today. They don't do no preps. They just stop trying to eat sugar, candy, mm-hmm. sodas. And they was doing that shit every day before that. That's not going to work, my dude. Mm-hmm. You, you got some sort of strength preparation. Exactly. Like you gotta, you, gonna, you, you, you need to cut soda out your diet one week. Then cut candy out. Then cut something else out. Do it gradually. Yeah, progressively. Like, let's say you used to drink a soda every single day. Let's say you go a week and you just like, I've only had one soda this week. Okay, that doesn't mean, oh, I had a soda, my diet is ruined, I need to say fuck it and start drinking soda again. Mm -hmm. You have made progress. Keep doing that. Yeah. Keep doing that. You made progress. Keep doing that. Like, people, people would think, like, because this for me, like, I lost a bunch of weight. You see, you saw it. People have heard me talk about it on my show. Like, I lost a bunch of weight. But I'm not going to lie, bro. For the first, like, two to three months, when you look in the mirror, when you're trying to, like, either tone, build muscle, or, like, shed weight, you damn near don't see it the first, like, first two to three months. Because mm-hmm. it's like, that's when you just putting the work in, especially if you're starting from, like, if you got an ideal picture in your head and you're trying to get to that through, like, putting in work. Like, you, 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 you have to not, in my opinion, you not have to only, like, you have to see yourself becoming what you want. Yeah. Like, if you're a skinny dude, and for some, whatever reason, you're not okay with that, and that's your personal choice, and you're not okay with that, and you want to get buffered. Like, you're going to want to, like, you're going to want to look in the mirror and picture what you want to look like, your ideal self. And every day, you're going to want to work towards that. Even if you miss a day, you still have to look at that image and tell yourself, like, yo, I'm still working towards that. Like, it's not an everyday thing. And every day, eventually, you'll just stop doing it. You'll train yourself to stop doing it. But people don't like to do stuff that's, like... I'm not even going to say hard, because it's hard for them, necessarily. Because what's hard for me is not hard for somebody else. Like, I can sit down and write a fucking 40-minute speech, bro, in, like, three hours. Mm-hmm. And that's if I'm, put, if I'm putting work into it, it's going to be, like, three hours. Like, I can write a, I can write, I can write a 10-minute speech. Like, my college essays... I can write my college essays in like under an hour and pass them with flying colors because I'm, I'm good at manipulating words. I'm good at manipulating sentences and text to like convey what I'm trying to say. So I can do that. You put me in a math class, bro, I literally sit there and just be like, what's this formula? Oh, it's X squared over Y equals blank, blank, blank. And I just sit there for a second like, close the book, <laughs> give up, never come back to math class. Cause I, I like I'm, I'm super good at I'm super good at percentages I'm super good at fractions like I can do on the spot percentages like if somebody be like oh this is twenty dollars and I go I got fifteen percent off and they're like oh how much is that I can quickly calculate that based on just like rough stuff I'm like fifteen percent of like ten ten percent of ten will be ten no ten percent of uh, hundred will be ten so fifteen percent of that ten percent was ten so the fifteen would be an extra five so that's just five so it's basically like one fifty. So you get 15% off like a $15 purchase, bro. You get like $1.50 off, mm-hmm. roughly. That's, that's basically how that works. A little over $1.50 because I think because of the five. But like I can do that math roughly in my head really fast. I suck ass at equations. Like I'm an idiot when it comes to equations. And that's one skill in my life that I have never actually sat down and let it just be hard until it stopped being hard. Like I, I didn't take the L's. That's that's the best word. That's the best word to put it, bro. I didn't take the L's. I did not take the L's of sitting there and feeling stupid and having to learn how to not feel stupid. I just felt stupid and then come back to it. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people pick something up or do something and it's hard for them, whatever it may be. It's just hard for them and they don't want to come back to it. 
And they may have really needed it. It may have been something that could have changed their life, but they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Uh, it's, what was that about? I was about to say something. I don't even know, man. I definitely did go on like a spill oh, no, for the explanation. Fine. I was fine listening. There was some one thing I did want to say regarding what you said earlier. It was about learning helplessness. Mm-hmm. You, you started saying something along, along those lines, saying that, you know, people don't want to do what they have to do. Yeah. But they're quick to blame it on somebody yeah. else. I was about to tie that into something I was going on earlier. Um, you remember when I was saying the black community and, yeah. you know, uh, blaming everything on the white man and everything? Yeah. Okay, I wanted to say that that's not inherently wrong. Like, sy- systemic racism, it exists. Just like I said with, like, Working like not liking capitalist labor and not liking capitalism, but knowing you still got to get uh-huh. what you need. It, it exists. It's something you just have to deal with. My problem with um some African American people, like some people I've talked to, they like, oh, the white man's doing this, they doing that, and and all they do is sit there and complain about how badly they're being oppressed. So I'm just sitting there like, okay, you're sitting here complaining. How do we work what to get? What are you actually yeah. gonna do about it? How do we work to get over this oppression? Yeah, like we ain't never gonna get over it, bro. They just keep yeah, oppressing exactly. us. You Black people can't win. Like that, like <laughs> what, what? What are you gonna change? You I mean, not. you're not gonna change anything about it. Stop complaining about it. Bruh. You're wasting your breath. That, that was one of the biggest things I experienced when those protests, like when like the first five days of protests in Memphis, because mm-hmm. I protested for like roughly like nine days straight, just going to each one, like throughout like the Memphis area. And, like, that's the first thing I saw on Facebook. It's, like, it'd be plenty of people that would argue with me just being, like, it's the way it is, bro. White people don't like us. This is a blank, 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 blank. I was, like, why you not out here with a picket sign then, nigga? Why you not out here protesting racial injustice since you feel so strongly to hop on my post and argue with me for 30 minutes? You just want you just want to be the victim in that situation. Your yeah, your situation. Because yeah, I ain't gonna lie, bro. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say, like... In, in, in situations like that where people ignore the facts and it's not, how can we get over our oppression? It's just, we're just oppressed and we need to fucking, we're just oppressed. We were oppressed and that's all we can do about it. And we have to worry about being mm-hmm. oppressed. Like in that situation, bro, all I can say to you is like, nigga, the slaves didn't get their freedom by not fighting yeah, for it. Like you, we didn't push. We, at that point. I, bro, that's the funny thing though. I guarantee you it was people, and I ain't guarantee we know it. Like there were people that went like, Martin Luther King, or even Dr. Martin Luther King, or just civil rights in general. When the Civil Rights Act was a thing, bro, there were there was there were still black people that were around, and there were our grandpa- other people's grandparents for the time that was just sitting around like, ain't nothing we can do. Ain't nothing we can do. What you mean, bro? This is how it is. Stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Do you stay on the right side of town? Stay away from them crackers. It's really it was really people like that. They want the ones that pick up a sign. They the ones that sat at home. It's like, what I look like going to go protest in the streets? Yeah, that's that's one of the things about modern day, modern day black people. Like, I, I don't mean I'm not trying to put black people down or anything. It's, I it's think just, I'm pointing I, out, you know, the. I think we've conveyed that. that yeah, this, it's not yeah. a put down. We are obviously talking about specific <laughs> patterns of behavior, and I'm not gonna lie. If you adhere to these specific patterns of behavior, like I'm hoping that this yeah, is a, you. this is this is a chance of us to like educate you don't feel like we just don't like you but understand that like you need to compare your views to your outside surroundings and really look at them and realize like on your day-to-day life how do how does the white man affect you on your day-to-day life if your name is Deshaun Deshaun how does the white man's oppression affect you on your day-to-day life when you wake up don't go to work you wake up 
go finesse somebody out of their hard-earned money because you're a hustler. We know plenty of niggas like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to say that word because we speak it in a very urban sense right now. Mm-hmm. Another word, urban means black people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, like, you do that, then you wake up, get into an argument with somebody the next day because they say, this man finessed me. And you just like, I'm the realest, I'm the realest person on this block, bro. 100%. Straight player. Straight hustler. And you not a hustler, bro. You drive your girl car around and live in your mama crib and don't work. Mm-hmm. You live your life day-to-day on money. And then when somebody asks you about how you live like this, bro, white people been there, fucked everybody off. Ain't no good jobs I can get. Ain't nothing I can get. You don't, you don't, you don't think you're, you, you don't think you're in a bad situation. You don't think you're in a situation that you need to get out of. You're just dealing with a lot that you're dealt. It's not the white person's fault on your day to day, Deshaun. That's just not how it is. On your day to day, you can improve that. Don't get me wrong. The oppressive system's still gonna be there. But if you improve your day to day, you are gonna feel a lot fucking better about it. Yeah, you can't just sit around sulking about it. And that's, like you think Martin saying, Luther- the modern day, modern day African Americans, like modern day people. They love to complain, but they don't like to explain. That's the way I love to put it. They don't like to explain why things are happening. <laughs> they, they don't like to explain to themselves, to other people, or to the oppression. They, they just, just want to say just it. Be like, oh, well, shit's messed up for me now. I, I guess the white man won again. Like, like What you talking up, about, bro? something about it, dude. Like, even if they did win this time, like... That's that's like like I supported Bernie Sanders, bro. Bernie got like he got fucked out of the fucking Democratic race again. Yeah. Like I saw that and I thought to myself, I was like, oh no, what am I gonna do now? And I thought to myself, like, all right, just cause Bernie don't go, just cause Bernie gone don't mean I'm finna stop. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care that bro. Like, all right, he's gone. I I still stand for what I stood yeah, for. Yeah, it don't change anything. You you you. You got to learn to take the L. Black you to learn to take your L. Like an L don't mean you're lost for the entire... That don't mean the set's over. <laughs> that don't mean the set's over. You didn't get JV3, Best bro. Best of five. Best of five. Just run it back. Like, you... That, that's one thing people need to learn. You gonna, you gonna stumble in life a lot. Yep. That, that's what, what makes you... What life be? Look, bro. This is a quote. I can't... I don't remember the exact name of the person who... But it was... What would life be... Without the fortunate mistakes that we make. Because, mm-hmm. okay, think about it like this. Because uh, I made a mistake recently. Recently, I was trying to attach sound panels to my walls in here to help keep the echo down for all y'all lovely viewers. But in doing that, I had to go through a lot of different ways to get it to stick up there. Because thumbtacks don't work because the phone's too thick and it bounces it back out the wall. So during this, I opened a pack of like adhesive stick strips. And I stuck them all on my wall and pulled them in all spaces I want to. And then I came back with the fucking pad, and guess what I looked at? The front of them were Velcro. And the Velcro don't stick to the phone. And I'd already put all of them all around my room. That's an L. <laughs> guess what mistake I did make the next time I went to the store and grabbed a pack off the shelf? Mm. You know what I grabbed the next time I went? Adhesive motherfucking tape. I grabbed that adhesive tape. Now my, now my fucking sound pattern is up. Yeah, like y'all watching right now, y'all y'all see what he just said there. He messed up the first time. He wasn't like, "Well, shit, this isn't for me." Guess I'm not gonna. I don't need sound panels, bro. Yeah, People yeah, don't like, care about my on, audio. Dude. It's that simple. You 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 mess up, you learn from it, you move on. Yeah. Ah, Think about it like this. And I'm not gonna lie. If you can't relate to this, you you probably you may have had a sad childhood. But in in the effort of riding a bike. Because not everybody's parents taught them to ride a bike. But most people, your average person, I feel like, did learn how to ride a bike. You fell off that bike that first time. 
Did you cry like a little hoe and never get on it and to this day you don't know how to ride a bike? Nah, you got back on that bike, fell some more times, scraped your knee some more times, probably fell in the ditch a couple times, you messed up, and now that don't happen to you no more. You probably don't ride bikes as much because I feel like most of the people that listen to this are adults and we either got cars or like... Public transportation. Yeah, we not, we not biking, bro. It is kind of weird to just be biking in Mississippi. You get your bike took. You get so. hit by a car in Mississippi. Ain't nothing but highway down here, bro. We ain't got no sidewalks. Sure don't. I hate Mississippi. <laughs> I love it for its certain good qualities, though. Yeah, I hate it when people put it down, but it's like it's stuff to put down. But like, bro, I live here. I want to. I want to improve where I live because I left here at one point and I went somewhere else. And I'm not gonna lie, bro, it was exactly the same. It was exactly the same, except I didn't have the things that made it good that I had when I lived in that exact same place. Mm-hmm. I feel I actually feel like Mississippi is one of the places that are like extremely plagued with that same mentality we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the way it is. Like, we're the number one in... So much. Obesity. Child pregnancy. Child pregnancy. Oh, it's Addiction. just the way it is. Oh, that's just the way it is, right? No, it's not just the way it is. It might be the way it is right now, but guess what? It don't have to be that way 10 years from now. We can start putting forth the effort to, you know, change. It ain't got to be that way a year from now. Yeah. We combine it for like that. We can change that stuff. It's just people. It ain't got to be that way. It ain't got to be that way tomorrow, bro. It might not be as bad as it was yesterday. That's the whole point. Like, you, you smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. All right, the next day, bro, you smoke half a pack of your cigarettes. Guess what? You smoked half a pack less. Mm-hmm. So oh. let's say, just just keep, just kiss, whatever you did to smoke half of that pack less, keep trying to do it. Keep trying to do whatever kept your mind off doing it. Keep trying to do whatever, like, if you truly want to do it, you will keep doing it. Now, I will admit, obviously, some people have traumas and stuff that affects them. And having been a person that had trauma affect them, like, I will say, like, being traumatized does affect your self-awareness. Because I said this earlier, like, it's people that are, like, meet manipulators. And that manipulator can make them feel crazy. Like, they could meet that person and at the start of it, bro. They could just say, like, yeah, bro, yeah, you, you know, I, I pride myself in being smart. I pride myself in doing so-so, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. And then afterwards, that person, after the time they know you, whenever you do, because everybody makes mistakes. No matter how smart you are, bro, you're going to have a dumb moment. Mm-hmm. So what if every time you had a dumb moment, that person always came behind you and just tore into you for telling you how sm- how stupid you are. Mm-hmm. Eventually, bro, you won't start to hear that person words and think you actually a stupid person. Even if on top, like, that, it's kind of like that with me, bro. Like, I, I can sit there and, like, describe so many, like, scientific things and smart people things and people just be like, wow, David, you're actually a pretty smart guy. And I'm just like, bro, I just sit on the internet and read what you're talking about. Anybody could do what I do. Mm-hmm. But that that is low key like built in me. It's built in me. This it's, it's become a part of the person I am, and I'm still like working through it to this day. That you you like sometimes trauma like it affects how you view yourself. Like because like, I put out a lot. I say I put out a lot of content, bro. And people tell me they like my content, and then like I've had first time viewers just be like, "This your first video, bro? Like how you do blank blank blank?" But for me, it's because like I, I'm fueled by that. I'm fueled by my need to look at stuff and think it's not good enough because I don't, I don't give up. Cause okay, let's say, okay, like this podcast, y'all, y'all hearing this right now, what's going to happen with this podcast is there's probably been creaks. There's probably been periods of silence. There's probably been moments where the audio is too low. There's been echoes. Guess what? Those moments ain't going to be there when it's done. And guess what? You still going to hear some echoes and you still might hear some beeps and some creaks because 
I'm okay with I'm not going to catch all of them. That does not mean I'm not going to sit there and try and improve the quality of what I do to the fullest. I will still accept it in the end. That It still won't be. Maybe it might not be 100%. Man, it might not be. It's not going to be Joe Rogan level, bro. It's not going to be the level of a man that has 15 million subscribers. But it's going to be good for me, and it's not going to be especially good for that. It's going to show that I'm constantly putting the work in to do it. If I do it now, if you edit... If you basically think about it like this, if you edit your life now, like I, we making this podcast, I get to put it up, re-listen to it, listen to what I said, listen to the times I misspoke, said the wrong things, and edit out the ones that may have been too unintelligible for the podcast. And overall, that makes the quality better. Every day you get to look at your day and you get to make decisions that impact your next day, the day after that. The day you could currently still be in. You have decisions constantly going off. And every time you make those decisions, you don't accept that it's you. You don't accept it. That's like me sitting here on the mic and hearing myself like, like, you hear, y'all heard that clap. That's like me going, oh my God, there, there was an echo with that clap. I didn't put up enough sound paneling. Or me saying, oh my God, there was an echo. This is shitty sound paneling. I paid too much for this. Why did I pay for this? When I just did an extremely loud clap. I didn't go make the clap and then stop. Oh, damn, that was a little bit too loud. I instantly went clap and then blamed it on the fact that who I bought it from or blamed it on the fact that where I put it or like, oh, this room is this room is terrible. I'm never going to be able to have good audio in here. That's just not how shit work. Because after you say that, what you got then? Nothing. nothing. You ain't changed nothing. <laughs> just you just sitting there with a sh- you sitting there with a shitty detail about life that's still shitty. Stress that as hard as I can. Do something about what you don't like. Like always improve. I don't care if you're improving by a fraction of a percent yep. every day. Guess what? The next day you're a fraction of a percent better than the days before that. Piggybacking off what he said, think about it like this: You dictate your progress. If you get ten percent better one day and you wanted to get ten percent better, guess what you just did? You just accomplished your goal. You just accomplished your goal. You just did it. You just did the motherfucking thing, bro. You did it. It's really just that simple. It, it's it's not a sim. It's not a difficult concept to grasp. However, it's a difficult uh, state of mind to maintain. Yeah. Because there are gonna be times where things are gonna get hard. Things are gonna be hitting you left, right, yep. up, down. You just gonna be getting hit life by hit life you. day after day after day. But you have to recognize, hey, that that's just life. Am I going to sit here and let life just keep its foot on my head? Or am I going to get up and keep moving like the, like the day before? You got to just learn to uh, hold your L's and keep going. Learn from them. No when to hold them. <laughs> no when to fold Exactly. <laughs> no when to hold them. No when to fold them, bro. You got to... No when to hold them. No when to fold them. Count, don't count, count your chickens before they hatch. Get all your eggs in a basket. Get all your gooses lined up. It's countless sayings that you will hear throughout your whole life, bro. They all mean this exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Be prepared... Know what you're doing, and then proceed with the plan. Yeah, like, you you actually going to hear this from every every important figure in your life. They're going to tell you the same thing. And it, it's, it's not because we bitching at you. It's not because we just like, hey, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. No, it's because we've experienced yep. it. We've gotten better from it, and we want y'all to get better from it. So that, that's the reason we say it to other people. That's the reason I say it to people that, you know, look up to me. 
Like with me and exercise specifically, did, did, do you think I was always this big? No, I was not always this big. Back in high school, like before my senior year, I was a stick. I could not lift the bar at the gym. I was terrible. But guess what? One day I, I forgot what motivated me. What motivated me was actually in high school. I wanted to be the PT team captain of my ROTC. Okay. And I wanted that ever since my sophomore year. But I was like, I'm stupid weak right now, so there, sure there, there ain't, like ain't no way I'm going to get on that. Then that that was my thought process for the first two years of ROTC. I was just like, bro, I'm, I'm too weak for that. Eventually, I was like, I am too weak for that, but guess what? I don't have to stay too weak for that. Yep. So I, I started all this training, and eventually my senior year, I became the PT team captain. And guess what? People was looking up to me. People was looking up at what I was doing, saying like, hey, I want to be able to do 25 pull-ups. Hey, I want to be able to do 80 push-ups in one session. Hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. I I liked it when people were looking up to me because guess what? They're learning from my journey. They're learning from my mistakes. They're learning from my state of mind. Better words. And yeah, that's just what you got to do. So... If that if it maybe that doesn't get to you because I know some people might hear thinking they might hear the physical aspect of it and just be like you don't decide how people should look yeah so yeah. I, I'm we don't even gotta go into that that's your personal body that's your choice don't project that on other people hopefully other people project that on you but in my like I can give you a perfect example all right for me in fighting games the way I get good in fighting games I look at people that already play the game mm-hmm. so let's say let's I'm gonna throw a random game out here for y'all Dragon Ball Z fighters. All right, the Dragon Ball Z fighters. <laughs> when I see the one of the best players in the world, Sonic Fox playing, shout out to Sonic Fox. Jeez. But when Bruh be playing, I look at Sonic Fox combo and I hear the commentators and they go, "Oh, it's so optimal. It's so blank, blank, blank." And they're just like, "Oh, that's good damage." And I look at what he just did, and so when I start playing, I'm just like, "Okay, so clearly sitting here and pressing mashing buttons isn't fucking. It's not optimal." Why would I continue to sit here and mash buttons when it's not it's not optimal? Is I know it's not optimal. I've seen what the peak of this is. For like you said, cause like you said, people look at you and they go, "I want to be able to do this." Mm-hmm. It's like that. But like for me, it's like I'll start off with a. Lo- I'll literally dumb down their combo. Let's say Sonic Fox's combo did forty percent. I will sit there and practice until I can basically replicate it. Remove maybe the more advanced like tight frame links. And I can get 3,200 damage instead of 4,000 damage. Or four hundred mm-hmm. instead of 400 damage, 320 damage. So I lose 80% damage differential. It's not massively less optimal. Yeah. But it's way more optimal than what I was doing. I was button mashing. Now I know how to do 3,200 damage. Oh, do you? 3,200 damage. You so said, oh, you, do I? Yeah, can I, you be you, my Broly now? Man, still talking about yeah, these I, I, I fighters. I can still talk about, bro. You bro, got you got put in the grave. <laughs> man literally sat there and spammed armored grab until I figured out I it was armored grab. You, you, you still was losing. You acting, bro. Okay, because once again, people, this one thing you'll have to learn just like L's. Even though I knew Sebastian was spamming armored grab, guess what? I had to think to myself, Sebastian might not do the grab this time. He might know I'm going to jump and do the grab and just up heavy me because he had did it at one point. But guess what Sebastian didn't do most of the time? Okay, you can't be. Yes, I did. No, 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 I'm admitting it. He did it. What, what that, like? That's what's called a mind game. That's what's called yeah. a mind game. He did it to me like once or twice, and then I just kept getting grabbed because I was like, all right, if I jump, he going to up heavy me. Is he going to mix it up? Yeah, or is, is he going to mix it up? put that fear in their mind. 
And some people have that fear in their mind when it come to real life. They don't want to move. They be a deer in the headlights. And guess what? You finna get command grabbed. Mm, well, they, but they just people who live on what ifs. Yep. Like that's all they live on. That those types of people, they 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 not gonna get anywhere. Because unless you be unless like, you trying to make your what ifs happen, bro. Mm-hmm. What if yeah. I could be president? Unless you're really trying to be president, it don't matter if what if you was president. Like, That's just you talking. Exactly. It's like, if I want to apply for this job that I'm not necessarily qualified for, I want to apply for it. What's the worst that can happen? What if they turn me away? So what? If they turn you away, go to another job. True. Like, you, you can apply this to everything in life. You, the what ifs, like, the worst most people can do to you is say no. Yeah. That's 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 the absolute. You might deal with that temporary like ill, like wow, I really put myself out there and it happened. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Next time you put yourself out there and it don't happen, you're just gonna be like, hell yeah, I just did it. Or next time it happened, it might not be as bad. It might be might not be nowhere near as bad of an ill or as a rejection or a no. And you Mm -hmm. sit there like, all right, I see why they said no. That that was kind of crazy for me to like ask. I I got I I see what he meant. Yeah, it's, it's stuff like that, like. I don't know, but it, it sounds easy coming from us, but I know it's not easy. It's not. It's not know. even. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. I was like, I've, I've said it on my podcast before. I don't. I need. I tell my viewers specifically that I do not 100 percent always maintain it because I'm human. Mm-hmm. Not everybody maintain it. Even the people that like work out, bro. Even the Rock will say like, yeah, you know, I work out. I run the Titan Games and stuff. I'm a like pinnacle of peak fitness. But yeah, you know, like. Once a week, bro, I just sit down and smash like forty-two pancakes and eight brownies and drink some soda and just pig the fuck out. Because mm-hmm. he 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 know he's just like I got my cheat day. I got that. I I got my moment of indulgence. But guess what? After I eat all that unhealthy foods, you know what I do the next day? I get my ass right back in the gym. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You want to be lazy? You want to stay at home? You you want to like decide to like underachieve for that moment? Do it. And if you continue to do it, realize that you chose to continue to underachieve. Or mm-hmm. be like all of us. Mess up sometimes. Realize you messed up. Get back up and go back to doing the thing. That's really all we're going to have for this episode. We have been talking for almost an hour and 30 minutes. I say, this actually a pretty... Viewers, you can see the difference here. I've been I've been uploading main, most of season four by myself. And I can touch roughly 25 minutes talk, talk, talking on like the subjects that I'll broach. Like, I could go longer, but me talking for an hour and 30 minutes, like, by myself, gets kind of alienating. Yeah. Unless I'm talking about a specific thing. Like, I can go on a rant about, like, drug reform and shit for quite a long time, bro. Because mm-hmm. it's, as you can see, some of these posters around my room, I've just, I've mentioned that on the podcast before, too. But, like, I, I, I've done a lot of research, bro. I've, I've read, I've, like, I've written, paper, I've written papers for college on Harry J. Anslinger, like, an analysis on him. So I, I've done I've done my research on him. So for like situations like that, I could do it. But most of the time, guys, you just gonna get thirty ish, forty ish minutes top. Maybe if I'm just on a t- subject I like. But then again, we don't know. This is the psych war. We don't really do anything here on a normal basis. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's been a good conversation with Sebastian. We gonna go ahead and wrap this up, guys. This has actually been the season finale. I can only really say, uh. Thank everyone for listening, not only to this episode if you made it to the end, but thank you for listening to everything that's got me up to this fourth season. I've been trying to get Sebastian to come on for like since like season two. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna just rag on my man, cause sometimes he would have an issue and then sometimes I would have an issue and they'd always be like last minute or 
completely like game changing. It happens, mm-hmm. but that's why we was here today. So Sebastian, you can give the people your last thoughts or I don't know, conversation or whatever. Oh, what? I ain't got. Th- I ain't got too much to say. Like closing out, like. I don't, I don't know how I don't know how y'all are all like related to David. <clears throat> Best I can tell you, if you look at my viewer statistics, like the major like sixty percent of my viewers are males. Mm-hmm. The other thirty two percent are no sixty 40. no Wait, is it sixty eight? Thirty eight. Is that thirty eight? Yeah. Sixty two, thirty eight. Nah, nah, that's ninety. If it's th- fifty eight, thirty two. Huh? It's sixty eight. Yeah. Sixty eight percent of my viewers. Sixty eight percent of my viewers, everybody. 68% of my viewers are males, and the other 32% are females. Of that, the 60% is predominantly made up of males ages 18 to 25. They're 30% of that, 68%. Mm-hmm. A little bit's made up of, like, I think, like, the 8% is made up of, like, people, like, 1 to 17. And then the bulk of that afterwards is made up of people, like, 25 and older. Mm-hmm. So the other 30% is, like, 25 and older. For the women... It all comes from the like. It all comes from eighteen to twenty-five. Oh, I see. But for men, there there's one. The best I can tell is there's one viewer that's a consistent viewer that always listens. Is like sixty years old, and their location is in New Zealand. Wow. So there's a sixty-year-old man, like he he's in the sixties brackets. So he could not be saying his actual age, age, or it might not be a right statistic, but. A older person that lives in New Zealand tuning into every episode, and I ain't obviously I have never I haven't never heard anything from them, but I see they view every single time, and I see like the analytics come back and say it's coming from that area. So I'm like, shout out to you, mm-hmm. shout out to you, New Zealand guy. I don't know who you are, <laughs> and I don't know your name, but you put in work showing up and listening to every single one of these podcasts, and I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess. My last words to y'all. Well, hopefully it won't be last words. Hopefully we'll be able to do this again. If um, it's only season four, the stars align. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna the try great to equinox happens. To be honest, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to come back next season. So hopefully this isn't the last time y'all hear from me. But either way, you know you never know what's gonna happen. You never know when somebody's last day is. So my my last thing to say to y'all: make sure you tell your folks you love them. Make sure you make sure you hit up that relative you ain't talked to in a while. You know, make make sure you showing love while you here and while they here. And also, I'm gonna reiterate this one last time because I feel like it's just this important to stress. Don't complain. Get off your ass and do something about it. Don't complain. Explaining yourself why you feel this way about this negative thing that's happening to you and actually do something about it. Just just do something about your problems, people. Hey, bro, I got to say, if you go complain, at least get your ass up and be working and doing oh, something. You, you can complain as long as you're doing something about it. Like, <laughs> as, long as, you, as long as you're moving, yeah, as bro, as com- complain something. while you're moving. As long as you're doing something. And after all that, everybody, that's going to be the season finale of the Psych War Podcast, season four. Shout out to Sebastian. Sebastian, you want to drop in in your tags while I cut this off? What tag? I mean, you want people to follow you on Instagram, Twitter, anything? Oh shit! Uh, uh, I mean, you, you can go take him. You can look, you look it up. Oh, just, just oh. say follow me on underscore blank blank blank. One thing I want to important is anybody listening. If you ever do come on, because whoever you are, I don't know at the moment. If you come on, you, I will promote you. You promoting, you promoting. You're, you're making like Sebastian. You are literally making my podcast better by being here. There are people that maybe like see my podcast all the time, and they'll see your name and just be like. Huh, I've never seen this person on this podcast mm-hmm. before. I think I might listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. Or the people that know you and want to hear you talk. 
might listen to this episode. Yeah. Like having guests on is an that's it's, it's a power, bro. Yeah. So I like having like bro, you people, bro, you would literally sat here for the past hour and thirty minutes and talked with me. I do that for free. This is fun. <laughs> Obviously, ain't nobody getting paid here, but I'm saying, uh-huh. like, if any end, after you contributing, like, to help my show better, if you contribute and go, hey, y'all, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, I'm doing blank, 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 blank. What? It'd be different if you just started off the show and was just like, yeah, yeah what's up, y'all? My name's Sebastian. Uh, follow me on blank, blank, blank. And I was just like, yeah, bro, that's crazy. That's almost like a... Like, why people be crazy about shoes? And you just like, yeah, by the way, check out my new shoes uh, at uh, <laughs> underscore.nike.com. Make sure you link that, too. Make sure you uh, make, make make sure y'all get my Instagram handle. It's going to be in the tag below. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate niggas like that. Yeah. You keep reminding me to like you and subscribe you, and it literally only shows that you are just trying to push yourself as a product. Yeah. And I'm straight. <laughs> yeah, I'd be straight, too. But, but yeah. if y'all want if if y'all want to give me a follow on Instagram, like I got all my social media on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you can branch out to me on everything else. My Instagram is SCBA underscore PSY. That is SCBA underscore PSY. I do my modeling stuff, my Instagram and stuff. I do everything on there. So if y'all wanna give me a follow, go ahead. If y'all don't, that's fine. Uh I'll I'll try to be back next season though. This is all fun. right. That's going to be it, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the season finale.